This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right, before we go further, I need to remind you guys of our wonderful partner here at Love the Star. It is Boomer Jacks. You guys keep tagging us on social media in your uh, pictures from Boomer Jacks when you're hanging out there getting a nice cold beer or getting some wings or, or whatever else. And Brian and I love it. We love to see that you guys are enjoying Boomer Jacks as much as we do. And uh, like I mentioned there, wings. It is a great spot for wings, particularly on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Tuesdays are half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings. But they're great deals the rest of the week at Boomer Jacks. They have drink specials starting at $3, $15 buckets of beer, wall-to-wall TVs, live music, great patio setup at a number of the locations. It is just an awesome atmosphere for whatever it is that you're looking for. There are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. There. All right, Brian, it is now time for our Dean Julia Love the Star mailbag. Our, our first, uh, it's not even a question. It's just a comment here. And when we can uh, kick around, it's uh, from uh, good buddy Vach Lombardi. He says, the Cowboys' recent success in developing players gives me confidence in drafting developmental high traits, guys. If they can take Micah, a rusher, and Tyler, a tackle, I feel good about them drafting players like Ringo, Foskey, Voorhees. Not even a question. Love the show. I think that's a good point, specifically on Ringo. If they took Ringo, I know there'd be a lot of people that'd be upset about that. This is Keeley Ringo, the cornerback from Georgia. Georgia. Um, if they took Ringo, that's a guy that I know a lot of people go, oh, I don't know, he's kind of raw. But, you know, they're right. They've taken guys like Diggs and, and Micah Parsons and Tyler Smith, and they've had success with guys that were raw and they've been able to take the traits and put them together as real football players. And so I think that should give you confidence if you end up with a Keely Ringo at some point. Yeah. I mean, Keely Ringo is as good looking. And by the way, Vach, thank you so much. I, I, I personally, I know Bobby does too. Loves your work. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys do a hell of a job of, of spreading the good word, being fair, being honest. So, you know, thumbs up to you all the time, my friend. Uh, I think the thing with Ringo is he is a good looking kid, you know, and when he when he can read routes and he's going forward, he can make plays. I think he really does a good job with his eyes. I think he can carry guys inside through the trash and not get picked off. And this is a big man. I mean, this is a big man of going out and going and getting the football and the size really, really helps him here. This guy's made big, big plays throughout his career, you know. But I, I think there's some things where people will say, well, you know, where's the catch-up speed? Because there was a couple of games where I thought the catch-up speed was a little bit of question. And you watch the LSU game, which was the SEC championship game, and it looked a little shaky at that point in time. He didn't look as steady as we've seen him look in the past. But I, I – I, I think you could play this guy up back. It doesn't matter. I mean, he's he's going to he's going to step up and get his nose in the action. Not always the great tackler, but 
the size has to be something that Dan Quinn and this, this staff absolutely loves. I really like this question here uh, from Courtney Schroeder. Where would Jalen Tolbert go in this wide receiver class? I bet I bet I bet he goes in the based off of the evaluation we knew from him coming out last year in this particular class I think Tolbert could go in the second round. Yeah, the problem is like if I look at third round guys and me personally it's probably a little bit because of my these guys are probably going to get picked higher than where I have them. Mm-hmm. But I kind of think about Zay Flowers being 5-9, he's probably better than a a third-round player, but I'm kind of stuck there. Patrick Washington from Penn State, another guy. Rice from SMU is another guy. I mean, I'm talking about my second-round guys, Smith and Jigba, Ohio State, Downs from North Carolina, Boutte. Okay, folks, don't pile on me. I, I think he's a better player than what's happened to him throughout his career at LSU. I think LSU does a really good job, and I know it's my alma mater, I think somebody's going to take Boutte and he's going to work just fine. Scott from Cincinnati is another guy that I really, really like. He's a guy that might fly at this combine too. But those are kind of my second round guys. But I kind of feel like that I would have him in the mix, you know, with uh, with the guys more in that third round group. So I'd kind of have him in that spot. Is is I think where I would I would take him if you if you want to be honest. Uh, next question here from Casey. Casey wants to know, uh, I'm interested if Brian could describe the atmosphere and the scene in the war room on draft day. Brian, what's it like uh, in the war room? Well, it's funny because the one draft I ran in 1998 was with the Philadelphia Eagles. And we had the 11th overall pick. And uh, we knew we were going to take Trey Thomas, the tackle uh, from Florida State. Dallas took Greg Ellis ahead of us. I remember going into the post game uh, or the post uh, draft talking about Trey Thomas and that like, you know, Dallas has drafted a defensive end. I had a lot of respect for Greg Ellis uh, there. So, you know, just talking about it, but I'll never forget because uh, Jeff Lurie, the owner of the team, his wife was sitting next to me in the room and the, and as the drafts were is going on, it's a very quiet, it's very, a lot of, you know, I mean, not a lot of chatter. You know, you kind of just watch it go and you're like, you have a little conversation. And we got close to our pick. And I'll never forget Mrs. Lurie leaning over to me and goes, Brian, did you try the omelet station today before the draft? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And I said, Mrs. Lurie, you know what? I thought the omelet station was excellent, but I had the crepes. The crepes look just so good. Mrs. Lurie and I are having a conversation. The room is dead quiet. Like Jeff Lurie, owner, Mike Lombardi, Ray Rhodes, we're all sitting there. Scouts are all behind us. And me and Mrs. Lurie are having a conversation about crepes. And uh, I, I think she knew. I think she knew. I think she sensed. 
that it was getting close, and she did it in a way just to re- relax. I've been in a lot of rooms yeah. at Green Bay where, like Ron Wolf, Hall of Fame general manager, and you know the the, the Cowboys took a uh, Shante Carver uh, in a, Arizona in a State, Arizona State, and I'll never forget John Math, who was our director of college scouting at the time. He said in the pre-draft meetings, he said Shante Carver will never be able to put on weight. He never would put on weight. He's a, he was a tall, thin guy. And we all go, well, John, why is he not going to put on weight? And he goes, he's a chronic dipper. He dips. Skull. You know, yeah. Constantly had a huge dip in his mouth. And so he had gum problems. So gum problems led to teeth problems. So he didn't want to eat. The kid would never eat because it hurt. Had, it hurt. So he never oh. could put on weight. So here we are like – you know, we have Shante Carver down on the board, like down, down, down. And I'll never forget Dallas picks him and Ron Wolf. I mean, we all just kind of just go, everybody just, you know, you could hear a kind of a collective just, you know, oh. and because they, because so, there was still a belief in Dallas as an infallible scouting group. Is exactly. That like- exactly. So we're in the draft room and Ron Wolf goes, gentlemen, I hope we weren't wrong about that guy. And sure enough, it was, you know, Shante Carver was just okay. But the war room to kind of go through it, it's a very – all you know, you're fielding calls. You're kind of – you know, I'll never forget real quick. I'm sorry I'm telling a lot of stories here. No, you're good. That's the, the whole but point. The, but the DeMarcus Ware draft in 05, the morning of the draft, we determined we were going to take Ware. And that's when Parcells was like – you know, Parcells wasn't too happy. So we take Ware with the pick. And then we had Buffalo's pick, which was the 20th overall pick. So we were going. So Jerry's telling Bill about, well, go get Marcus Spears. Well, I'm working in pro personnel, and Jerry looks at me and goes, uh, Brian, who's ahead of us at 20 that could potentially take a defensive end? I said, you got to worry about Minnesota at 18, and you got to worry about Cincinnati at 19. Erasmus James went at 18, and David Pollock went at 19. And both times it was like, the Minnesota Vikings take defensive end and we all just went and then it was, <laughs> but yeah. And then, you know, we, we were able to get Spears and Bill was happy. Everybody was happy, but you're doing a lot of legwork. You're doing a lot of looking at the board. You're trying to stay ahead of the, tra- the, the trade charts in case somebody calls, you want to be able to hand Jerry a piece of paper to say, that's not good enough. Ask for this. You just want to be totally prepared uh, as you do this, uh, as you work. But I, and, I talked uh, about, I've talked about trades. I've talked about crepes in a war room. <laughs> and and uh, you you nailed it with Spears because Spears was better than Erasmus James and David Pollock. Now David Pollock had an injury situation. David Pollock, yeah, career early, but uh, still so, uh, just a little bit of time left here. So final question here, Brian. Uh, question from Jacob. We we always hear the term Dak friendly. Who is the most Dak friendly weapon in this draft that's realistic at twenty six to you? It depends. Which probably what one of those tight ends that you want. I think Smith and Jimmy, the wide receiver from Ohio State, I think he catches the ball really, really well. And you know, I mean, I, I, I you know, when you watch him, it's it's the soft tissue injuries and stuff were a problem at Ohio State. But you could throw in that Utah game, that Rose Bowl game, and you could watch, you know, and we're all, I mean, we are all falling in love, you know, with CJ Stroud, but one of the greatest games, you know, with him, uh, Smith and Jigba and Marvin Harrison Jr. and Stroud, that Utah, that, that that Rose Bowl game was just absolutely incredible with the plays. I think any one of these tight ends, 
I think the tight end Mayer from Notre Dame, Musgrave, I think from Oregon State, Kincaid from Utah. I, I think any one of these tight ends are very, very friendly when it comes to catching the football. Very solid hands. You can't go wrong. I, I think the, the wide receiver group might might not be as deep, but you know, there's some guys that could catch the football. I think all those tight ends, and I will see about Washington from Georgia as being that guy. Man, that's a huge man playing. That guy's gonna end up playing tackle. I don't care yeah, what I, playing tackle, this, Brian. This, this might be this might be our uh my second look at a guy like Jason Peters. When Jason Peters came out of Arkansas, he was a tight yeah. end, and then they named made him an offensive tackle. Washington from Georgia potentially could be that guy. I just like Mayor Musgrave, Kincaid. I think they're all really. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you, he's a very Dak friendly. Could be a very Dak friendly player. Bijan Robinson can. You know, Gibbs, we don't know how realistic that is at twenty six. So that's the Gibbs, only Gibbs from Alabama. Gibbs, Gibbs yeah. from Alabama, uh, very friendly, friendly player. Throwing the. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a Dak friendly receiver. Although it depends on how many West Coast concepts they put in here, and things like that. But if you want to just talk about smooth route running, ability to get separation, and is a clean technician, uh, to me that's Jordan Addison, the receiver from USC. That's a guy who I think is a, a really strong. Route runner. You said you said realistically, didn't you? He's uh, Jordan Addison. Who knows? Somebody may go. He weighs one hundred and fourteen pounds. I don't. I don't want to take him in the top twenty. Uh, but I mean, Devonte Smith has already changed. Hey, there's a lot of one hundred. There are a lot of one hundred eighty pound wide receivers in this draft. Trust That's me. true. They're, they're, hey, you know what? There's a lot of there's there's a lot of hundred seventy pound corners too. <laughs> so it's cover, it's, each, other. cover each other. Exactly. That's perfect. It, it doesn't matter. The whole generation's going to come up with each other. All right. That does it for us here on the love of the star. We will be back with you guys again later this week. Hopefully with some uh, interesting notes out of combine and uh, hearing some, some more chatter about where the Cowboys are headed this off season until then we will talk to you guys later.